always. I know you want me. I can see it in your eyes, but you keep on fronting. Won't you say what's on your mind? Because each and every time you need me, you give me signs. But when I ask you, what is the deal? You hold it all inside. If you want to be with me, you got to keep it real. Continue podcast, episode 152. That was No, No, No by Destiny's Child from the album. Destiny's, Destiny's Child. Child. Okay. All right. Uh, those people who are like Beyonce, who give me the other ones are <laughs> Staff Roberts, Dave Roberts. I'm giving up smoke. I'm. I don't know. I'm. I'm. I'm putting an announcement out. I'm telling the world. I'm giving up smoke. Good. Okay. Good. To, good to know. Man, Just, has, have smoke. you not seen this? Uh, yes. No. Okay. So, oh. I get it. Oh, oh, well. What 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 mimetic information am I? Okay, so Snoop Dogg made a a huge announcement on on uh, X, formerly known as Twitter, uh, saying that he was giving up smoke and to uh, respect him during this very private moment in his life. And the very next day, uh, he dropped an ad for a smokeless grill. Wow. So synergy. Don't you have like I at this point, like it's almost like there's a bell curve for avarice. Like when you get to a point of like like worshiping money and seeking money, that where it's just like this is all I do. I get like it's like gross, 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 gross. Respect. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, he's like when you're you're fully locked into bag seeking mode. It's yeah, like the, exactly. there's a certain level of just, yeah, like a, a level of hustle that you just have to kind of admire because, like, yeah. they have completely given up all sort of, like, pretense. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like Snoop Dogg is, like, the closest there is a human being to, like, actually being Scrooge McDuck. No, 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 like, no, 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 that's Gene Simmons. Uh, Gene, yeah. No, 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 because Gene Simmons is, like, is, like, cruel. Like he's like like Gene Simmons isn't nice to people. Oh no, really? Oh yeah, Gene Simmons oh, is a creep. Yeah, Gene oh. Simmons is a creep. I okay. I I hate to tell you, the guy that like sold tongue rides in the eighties is <laughs> the guy who t- sang the song Plastercasters. Not a great dude. <laughs> he was he was telling us some things the whole time. Oh, uh, no, I just knew, yeah. like, he was like, no, I'm going to merchandise Kiss. There were yes. there were Kiss coffins. The there blood, were blood like comics it, the yeah, comics if, with the blood in them if you i mean if you could put a, a logo on it he there is there is a kiss version of it because he's like i don't care i'm going to make as much money as i can from this which yep. is very which is very scrooge mcduck but scrooge is also a, a, a good yeah, guy well maybe maybe it's more that like snoop is scrooge and gene simmons is secretly glomgold there it is <laughs> there it is there it is yes. <laughs> I yes. can like I can actually very much see Gene Simmons in like a kill too, like oh yeah, hundred yeah, percent, yeah, like absolutely. Uh-huh. Uh, that person who uh, forcefully put the image of Gene Simmons in a kilt into my head yep. is none other than Susan Hart. I, you know what I what I have uh, done for myself this year? I love advent calendars. I absolutely, I love. I'm a sucker for them. So this year, I got myself a cheese. Advent calendar. 
with like various cheeses in it. Uh huh. That's fucking tight. That's yeah. really tight. That's yeah. good. I, I look I like forward to it. Yeah. Because like December is the month of snacks. Like tasty yeah. snacks. You don't eat like unusually like nice nice little nibbits, little amuse bouche. So the, uh, the big tin of popcorn with the three kinds in it. I have not had that? one of those in many a year because I don't know any Boy Scouts. What? Oh. They just sell them at the store. Like you could. Really? Not, no, you got yeah. you got to get that from a child with like a, a <laughs> pen and paper. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying. Okay. Yeah. It, yeah. Exactly. Why well, cut out the middleman? Just cut <laughs> it. it's, not, it's not right. It's like it's not you safe. know, like at, you at Christmas, like where there's like the blue tins of cookies and yeah. they're all in like the little individual oh, cups. Yeah. Like and there's like a stack of them. Like I can't go fucking buy those. Like I need a grandma. It doesn't yeah. have to be my grandma. Any grandma like, will do. All, yeah. all grandma has to put out those cookies for me to eat them. By the way, did you know you can actually bake in that tin? No what, shit, like, really? Yeah. What, like the popcorn tin? No, not the popcorn tin. Oh, okay. First of all, that is tin. that oh. is not fitting in your oven. But no, no. the cookie tin. You can you can bake in in the cookie tin. Yeah, but you could also have like a like zombie apocalypse oil drum fire in one of those popcorn tins. Yeah, like, you, you could absolutely do that. could. Yes. Yeah, like and, and, that. and small children <laughs> like rubbing their hands over it, you know, <laughs> to stay warm. Yeah, roasting like you get like a spit with a rat over it. Okay, um, but does anybody eat the caramel corn out of those? Oh, I like the caramel. Uh, oh corn. yeah, oh, no, no. It goes See, car- mine? Car- no. Car- ch- caramel corn cheese. No regular cheese yeah. butter, and then you throw it away. Uh, <laughs> the problem with the caramel corn is you can't let it sit for too long because then That's it just fact. like congeals. Yeah. And yeah. So I you... want I, you need to take that triangle, that highway. <laughs> it comes out of, like it's a Rice Krispie like treat, solid, right? Yeah, yeah. like a giant Toblerone. And, and then I eat it like a fucking watermelon slice in like the, like if I was in an old cartoon, like. Susan, there are no. See, I, I associate, like, Christmas time with, like, soft cheeses, mm-hmm. so I can't imagine there's, like, a port wine in there, is there? Or, like, brie? There's not a brie. No, we got the brie's separately, dude. Yeah, all right. I see. We, nice. Oh, my nice. God. We ordered these double cheese brie's. Cheese they brie's. Are a ste- so it's a, it's, a, it's a classic brie en croute, but then there's a different artisan cheese on top of it it's a goat cheese mixed with like sun-dried tomato and herbs oh. or fig and ginger oh mm-hmm. shit mm. oh my god mm-hmm. oh, that's, yeah. living, that's living large oh yeah damn oh uh, I- yeah Everybody's not ready for the cheese pivot happening on Continue Podcast. <laughs> well, the... there it is. Wrote that down. There it nice. is. There it the is. cheese pivot. Everybody's ready for the cheese pivot. Uh, everybody, it, it is that time of year when uh, the game releases are start. Like the big AAA window is over. And people are starting to settle down. They have all of their, I bought these two for one off Wario 64's feed uh, period of the game playing year, which tends to lead to a lot of uh, the light went out early in this hemisphere. So let's play some freaking role playing games because they're comforting and delicious. We've all been doing that. Uh, And at least two of us went the distance 
uh, straight up Field of Dream style and finished Super Mario RPG. The remake for the Nintendo Switch. Dave, did you play Mario RPG or did you okay. skip it? I played a little bit of it. Okay. But I because I know you get like you guys have been just gushing in our group oh. chat about it. And me, I'm like it's fine. Like it's like the Gus Van Sant of Mario RPG remakes. Mm. Like the Gus Van Sant oh, cuz but sure the, thing, the pro- but the problem is and I think cuz this is on me, mm-hmm. I think I played it too recently. Oh, and I'm playing well, the new yeah. one, going like, but oh well, then it's like, going to be the same thing. It's yeah, it's the origi- and like, I think it's a, just a testament to how well the original holds up. Yeah, yes. Yeah. How recently did you play the original? Uh, like, like actually, you know, honestly, not that long ago because uh, Joan and I were playing it uh, on the Super Nintendo, like an actual yeah. Super Nintendo, uh-huh. uh, early this year. I want to say. <gasps> Oh, so, oh so, yeah, yeah. You're not gonna, you're not gonna have a really great experience with the with the remaster. But yeah, n- it's like it's a lovely remake. But yeah, yeah I was just yeah. playing it, going like, like, but they just made the game again. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and and they did, and they did. They just made the yeah. game again. Well, Susan, lay lay that on me, like, because you you love this game. I do. Uh, as our group chat demonstrated, I fucking love this game. Uh, as Susan was getting a whole lot of me adjusting my pocket protector and pushing up my glasses. <laughs> well, in order to get uh, the shiny stone, you have to go back to Moleville and then buy fireworks and trade them to the girl in court. Which is awesome. Dude, you know so many of this. I thought I knew the secrets of this game. Clearly, yeah. I know nothing. That I, I've, So my experience with the original Super Mario RPG was it was part of the like winter that I discovered RPGs. Mm. So like the the Christmas of 1996, I was randomly like it wasn't requested. My aunt gave me a copy of Chrono Trigger, ah. like unbidden, and it was just like, all right, well I guess I'm gonna sit in like my aunt and uncle's basement and play a little bit of this while the grown-ups are upstairs and then they found me three days later yeah. uh, <laughs> having become new like grooves a, in your brain formed yeah, from the just experience a fucking like all right like zealotry uh forming in my heart and being like well i guess this is gonna define my career and friendships for the rest of my life and personality uh, and per and all the things yeah and my cousin's in that same basement had a copy of Super Mario RPG. So I was, and it literally like every, you know, fucking blogger in the year 2007 noted, like I saw the Squaresoft logo Mm -hmm. on that, that was on the Chrono Trigger thing. And I was like, Oh, okay. So I kind of became obsessed with both of them at the, at the exact same time. Hence the, I know like where to get the weird keys and the hidden bosses and all that shit. Yeah. Uh, Susan, how long had it been since you'd played it? Cause since it came I'm... out. Oh shit. Really that long? Mm-hmm. Like, yep. So never like virtual console or nope. anything like that. Mm-mm. Uh, I'm, this was the first time I'd played it in 10 years. Oh wow. Uh, okay. Yeah. Like it, the last time I played it was literally the month I started at joystick. Oh wow. Uh, okay. Yeah. So I, I came to it very, uh, like ready but like you know uh, not as fresh as you dave mm-hmm. um susan you went the distance you finished oh it? yeah finished it yep, yep. Mm-hmm. uh 
So tell me about your experience going back to this after, you know, like over 25 years. Yeah. So this was this was always a a, a holy grail for me because it didn't come out on anything for so long because, you know, Square is over here. Enix is over here, you know, and and, and Nintendo's over here. So like, ah, Um, but I, I still have my copy and I still have my Super Nintendo. But for me, hooking that all up is a pain. So I never did. I genuinely wondered, because here's the thing. I had played uh, Mario Wonder before this, and I was like, yeah. And I was really questioned, because everybody else is like, oh, my God, this game is a mess. It's changing my life. Oh, my God. And I'm like, okay, am I just not in the right headspace for this? Am I just no longer that into Mario games? Is everybody else full of shit? Is it all of the above? <laughs> like, what is, right? So I was really genuinely wondering, am, is, is my love of this game just nostalgia? Mm. Right place, right time. I've experienced so many things since then. What is it really going to be like for me to play it? And it did not take long for me to be like, nope, it's just still that dang good. It's just really... And, it's, and, and I think part of why it maintains that freshness is... It's so completely divorced from all modern Mario. It's it so doesn't... completely divorced, like and all like not just modern Mario, but like modern RPGs. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. God, the clarity of it, just the 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 simplicity of what you're doing. Yes. Please, like to being divorced from modern Mario is a really interesting. thing. It doesn't look like it. It doesn't sound like it. Like even just the like special effects. For you know, picking something up or or whatever, it it is just in its own little bubble, and at the same time, is so charming. Yeah. I mean, just so lovingly drawn and crafted, and everything's cute without being cloying. It's 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 you know, it's chibi without being like, oh, this is for kids. It's easy. It's for kids. Yeah. You know, it's 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 none of that. And it's got all of these wonderful ideas in it and so many secrets, more than I knew about. And, <laughs> uh, you know, it's just this this wonderful diversion, this this sort of blind evolutionary alley that Mario went up one time back when you could do things like that. And never and never revisited. Like I, well, yeah. I, I a lot of people would say that like Paper Mario and like the no, Mario and sure. Luigi series is an evolution of it, but like but they never hit the things. same way. No, for me, so we'll we'll talk we'll talk about this in our backers section. Backers. Uh, oh my god. Go to Patreon.com. Oh my god. Your podcast. No, I I very much enjoy some of the Paper Mario games. Uh, we talked last year about mm-hmm. Origami King. Great game. Uh, and I enjoy a couple of the Mario and Luigi games. But those games, oh my god, there's so much wasted time in Paper they talk Mario. too much. It's absolutely true. They talk relentlessly. They're cut, co- like, so many needless fights. So many yep. fucking example, like, constant backtracking. And, like, constant annoying animation it's like a thing that really bugs me about the Mario and Luigi games, especially where it's like, here's a cute scene. Somebody said one sentence and now you have to look at Luigi go blah, 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 for like 30 yeah. seconds. Yeah. And part of what I like, 
remembered all over again that I loved about Super Mario RPG, it is just like relentlessly paced. Like you are blasting through dialogues, yeah. blasting through fights, and it's constantly showing you something new. It was very weird to be wrapping this game up and finishing Final Fantasy 16, a game that took me six months to play through. A game that never, <laughs> never ends. A game that never fucking ends and has so much less to do in it than yeah. a 25-year-old a RPG that's over in like 10 hours. Because it's like, oh, you went through a forest. Now you're in a mine. Now there's a minecart chase. Now you're in a barrel rolling game on a on a river. Now you're falling down a waterfall. Now you're force feeding a dinosaur you're riding. Don't worry about it. Rhythm. Now, now dance you're run. fighting. Now you're fighting a cake for some reason. Like yeah, it's, fighting, it's fighting a cake. It's fine. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's so propulsive and smart and doesn't waste any of your time um susan did you do any of the ancillary stuff like once we started talking about oh i did a bunch of it yeah you did yeah a bunch yeah of but it? like for example um in uh, uh mallow's home the toad pond or the the tadpole pond yeah. you can you can revisit that musician several times i didn't i'm like yeah. eh. uh like so stuff like that i never did get fat yoshi because I, I didn't know how to get more cookies, and I'm like, it takes eh, way too long. It's fine. Like, eh. um, so I didn't do. I did some of it, but not all of it. I did not hundred percent the game. Um, but, but I the one thing that was curious, and I and I I do wonder why they did this. The one thing I wanted to find, because the one thing I remembered from my previous playthrough was the casino. There's a hidden yeah. casino. And to get there originally, you had to jump 99 times <laughs> on something. I don't remember exactly what, but I remember you had to do that. You had to jump 99 times. And I just and I remember the casino being really fun. And it's not It's first of all, it's not a it's it's not a full casino. It's it's um it's two three mini games, one yeah. of which you have to one of which is is just a 50-50 luck. It's like it's not a coin toss, but it's the equivalent. And you have to clear that a certain number of times to get this one thing that that you need or want. And I'm like, ah, I'm not doing that. I'm not I'm, I'm not tw- I'm not 12 anymore. Whatever. And uh and and, and the other it used to have blackjack. Oh, did it? Cut that. It did. The original version is blackjack. And they have changed that, that to a memory game weird i wonder i wonder if that like because of the way the esrb works that you put blackjack in a game and that you automatically start going up into (laughs) like t-rated territory i was wondering that as well yeah the things that are different that they did change are very odd like the absence of blackjack pretty weird the chain the name change of the first boss uh the first boss is now um oh god He's the so it's weird seeing these things in clarity because it was revealing that I misinterpreted what these enemies were so intensely. So you go back to the Mushroom Kingdom for the first time mm-hmm. and it's taken over by shy guys. And yeah. You fight the giant knife with the spring on it. Which yeah. Now I know is Clay Morton. They changed it to Clay Morton. That boss was originally named Mac the Knife. Mac the Knife. Yep. 
Yeah. Interesting. They changed which, Frog Fucius to <laughs> Frog Sage, which yeah. I feel I feel is unforgivable. I, I, Frog, I, I, it's not okay. <laughs> I my guess there is they felt it was culturally insensitive. Yeah, I could yeah. see that. Yeah. Which I mean, I don't get a vote because I'm white as it comes, but I yeah. don't think it's culturally insensitive. But yeah, okay. But Frog Fucius is a better name. It, that, like that I, to me, it would be like calling him Frog Braham Lincoln. Right. You know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It, exactly. It, it, yeah. But uh, mm-hmm. and plus, like he's got the beard. Like that's right. every yeah. drawing of Confucius. The it's the. Beard I will in say. The head. I will say uh, the moment the because like the switch has the little like oh if you spend some silver coins you can get a profile picture and they had some up for some RPG and I changed my profile picture to Frog Fucius because there you Frog go. Fucius is he's very funny like he's he, shit, you first yeah. meet him and he comes out and like a, yeah. a, a Lakitu is <laughs> holding him up with the fishing line and he's like trying to pretend to hover in the air it's so I good love it. it's so it's so charming. Uh, man, every character the, is a delight. I, like the co- it, the comic timing in that game is something so that like good. very few ga- like outside of Monkey Island, I don't think anyone's really like nailed. Like like it's so hard to do comedy in a video game just because of the way interaction and stuff yeah. works. But like but yeah, like just it, it it's it does comedy in a way that I I I rarely see, which is I don't know. Part of the reason why um, I think that stuck with me personally so much, but it's weird too that they the it's they didn't they could have overblown that shit so much. Like the things that make it funny of like seeing these characters move so fast and react in certain ways. Like I don't know any any other game even nintendo i would have expected them to be like we're gonna add spoken dialogue and yeah. we're gonna have like more proper cutscenes." but it's it was really funny how to see how certain things still hit in like an all ages way because I, I i got to play not insignificant chunk of it with both kate and lyra my wife and daughter right there so we have a, a somebody in their forties and somebody who is seven seeing this stuff for the first time, and like there's like when you go to Star Road, and it's all of the little uh, star fallen stars that are people's unanswered wishes. Yeah, yeah. And you find one that says, "I wish I wasn't such a crybaby," and Malo just bursts out of your party and he's like, "Hey, <laughs> this is private. That's what are private." You <laughs> both both of them are like uh, like just giggling. Like it's so stupid and silly and sudden, and they they didn't gild that lily at all. I do love like the new cutscenes; like they're beautiful. Like yeah. the the big team attacks and everything. That's a mm-hmm. nice touch. Yeah, uh, which I and skip, the inventory doesn't suck anymore either, which well, is nice. The, well, they had the same problem that I like. My biggest problem with Earthbound, which is like you can only hold a certain amount of items, and each mush- oh. like each mushroom takes up one spot oh, in no. your inventory. So if yeah, so like, and once it fills up. You can't get any more items for anything. And so, like, if you have 10 mushrooms, that's, like, 10 slots of your, like, 30-item inventory or whatever. Gotcha. Um, And that also, I think, includes equipable items. Like, it's... It does. Yep. Yeah, the old inventory was whack. Oh, no. Okay. Uh, Well, that explains why it was harder. 
Yeah. It was yeah, it was quite a bit harder. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was also like the balancing. Like enemies would pummel you in the yeah. old game yeah. in like an awesome way. It was very uh fun. Yeah. Uh Dave, how can you say it's the same game again when the old one didn't have everybody dancing like this? Yeah, the, the dancing, dancing is so good. The da- so it is going back to like the comic timing of stuff. I think one of the, one of the reasons why I bounced off of it, and part of the reason being that I played it recently. But having played it recently, like, and I've played it multiple times before. Then, like, it's like rewatching a movie, right? Like yeah. you, the the same comic beats hit at the same time the animation's the same and seeing them do a lot of the same jokes with like just slightly different run animations it's like oh, interesting it's, it's like miss like a mistranslation of the joke you're like i think i get i'm supposed to laugh here but i'm not but because like my brain expects one thing and it's getting something that looks similar but is different yeah like that um uh, it was a very strange experience because, like, that, like, I didn't want to be one of these people go like, "We just played the old game. Old game's better. Old, you know, nostalgia. Blah blah blah. New remake. Blah blah." But like, that's not the right Super That's Mario. not the right. Not the right. <laughs> but I do think, like, having played that old game and expecting, like, the bits were like, like when Mario is trying to explain something and then Toad like comes up with a completely different oh it's this and and then like mario just falls down in reaction like it didn't hit the same for me because the animation timing was slightly off and it's the same with like i had to relearn the um reaction button presses in battle because the timing is like slightly different too (laughs) you can because you can change that by the way you can change the controls so that they feel exactly like the original in the options menu the controls too because like so in the original game and it like it it took me a while to unlearn it so in the original game if you want to use like basically a button is always your regular attack Mm -hmm. x button is always your item button Y button's always special. So when you bring up special, you press Y. And then if you want to choose your super jump, you press Y again. You press Y to select the enemy. And then you press Y to do your timing jump. In this game, you press Y to bring up the menu, but then you use A right. to select everything. And that, like, I can't tell you. <laughs> I could, guys, I couldn't do it. It literally, like, I literally was fucking up like the intro fight against Bowser yeah. because of those the like the way they'd remap the boss. That's funny. And then I was like, well maybe for the first time ever Nintendo will have put in alternate control schemes. And they did. They did. Like, yeah. The, okay. For the first time ever you can go in, it's control setting B, so it just makes it exactly right. Uh, and that infuriated my child because it doesn't change the on-screen prompts. <gasps> <laughs> yeah, that so seems like a like a like a problem. I mean, like yes, but it's clearly like an option for fucking toolboxes. It's just like, hi, having trouble with your quarter-century-old muscle memory because you <laughs> did this so many times. Because you're we old. accommodated well, you. Okay, freak. okay, okay. <laughs> I have not touched this game since it came out, right? There were parts, like you're joking about your quarter century muscle memory. There were puzzles or or mysteries or whatever that I'm like, okay, so like there's a a, 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 a really weird guy kidnaps um, 
Peach and wants to marry her. Not Bowser, different guy. And so what happens is you end up in the chapel and and Peach's, uh, her brooch, her shoe, her necklace, and her crown all go flying. You have to find them all as fast as you can and return them. Three of them are right are obvious. They're just lying there right on the floor. It's very you go get them back from the from the sniffers snifters. But I remembered, I'm like, wait, there's something where I remember having problems finding the crown. I remember it's at the front of the chapel. So I'm gonna go Oh right my god, there. it's right there. Yep. Yeah. So yes, there are many kinds of muscle memory, is my point. Don't feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> every every but the, like this game just engenders that like yeah. I, I feel like it's all so specific i also am so grateful that booster is still a disgusting creep like <laughs> he really I was is re- i was worried about it i was like are they gonna make booster less of a disgusting no creep? No. no no still just a gross <laughs> fucking like it's like it's it's literally like somebody at squaresoft like was like what do 4chan users look like like they had a crystal ball and they they prognosticated what is notch gonna look like in the future no somebody named notch and he's gonna live in a castle and eat beetles i love booster's tower love it because of all the stupid little stuff that's in there like the little changing room (laughs) Which is why is that there? Because they could. Because they could. That's it. Because they could. It's neat. It's so every god. Every part of it is just so idiosyncratic. Like going into Booster's Tower and finding a chain chomp, and it's the first normal-looking chain chomp in the game that you recognize from like other Mario games. And then Bowser's like, "No, he's she's been mistreated. Everybody, turn around." Yeah. (laughs) She's shy. <laughs> like, why? <laughs> why? Uh, so fucking good. Um, yeah, I, I. if anybody out there has seen this and is like, I don't play that old shit, uh, you should. <laughs> I don't like that soft That's, yeah. shit. I don't listen to soft ass shit. <laughs> You're the rocket man, booster. Uh to be a very i want that mashup why doesn't somebody make me the rock meets super mario rpg that's a good game uh no. i highly recommend it no it's no. You don't want ed harris no, no. Ed, Har- ed harris yelling at gino i will not give that order god also okay gino has no personality no well, i, I don't understand why it. he became a meme guys like no I do. Lyra saw Gino uh-huh. and was like, who is that? Wouldn't let me put take Gino out of the party. Always wanted Gino to be there and was constantly like, Gino is definitely the most powerful. I, I mean, he is, I, but I, he totally, but like, it was fucking weird to be like seeing the last decade and a half of like Smash Brothers assholes coming yeah, out of the seven yeah. with no exposure to it. Yeah, huh. It was weird. Okay, then. All right. We went to the library, and I was just, like, browsing around. Liars in the kids section. They still get print magazines Mm -hmm. at our library. And I didn't know this, but, like, Nintendo Force, that, like, indie 
made Nintendo. Oh, yeah. Oh, like yeah. They, they used to do Kickstarters for that. Right. It still exists. Huh. And they, like, yeah, good, which, good for them. Good for them. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking amazing, like, that that's persisted. Weird that there's have... a market for a print Nintendo magazine. Mm. <laughs> that's a head scratcher. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway. So I'm looking at, like, the computer to see uh, if, like, what, like, if they have this book I'm looking for. And Lyra runs up to me and she's like, Dad, 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 Dad. And she's just going like this and pointing to Gino on the cover of it. I wonder. Okay. If it's just Mystique. Because Gino is not in any other Mario game. Oh, but neither is Mallow. And Mallow is so cute. But he's familiar. Like like mm-hmm. those fluff like a fluffy smiling cloud is in every Mario game, right? You're not wrong. And his pants uh, are stupid. And his pants <laughs> he's, he's, he's got the hammer pants. He's got he's he I don't understand like why like the only other reference to Malo in Mario history is there's that one boss you fight in Yoshi's Island who gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And he and it's wearing the same pants as Malo. Oh yeah, it's mm. wearing the. It's got those Malo pants. I do like oh, that yeah, Malo yes, wears yeah. a giant belt buckle with his name on it. That's there's a, a giant belt. Really? He's got a. You can see it now too. Just That's says funny. Malo like on his pants. That's always uh, the the funny thing with these remasters is when they have to go back and like. Like stuff that would just be like little pixels that you kind of like interpret to be one thing, and you realize there is uh, something. I think it was in like Monkey Island too, where like none of the artists could remember what the specific because uh, it's so pixelated. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know what this was supposed to be. That's so awesome. Just kind of for the remake, they just kind of like did their best guess for it. There's like a hat, or I forget what it was, but yeah, there's like like a very interesting moment where the artists have to reinterpret something that probably everyone forgot about that's awesome uh all right so shifting gears from giant buckle belts that say the fluffy happy clouds name on them to uh a world which when we last visited like had you invading uh evil teachers and evil tv executives minds to change their hearts susan you're back in the land of the phantom thieves i am She's a shifshifu again. She's a shifshifu. I am a shifshifu. It's awesome. A shifshifu. Uh Persona 5 Tactica, which I've managed to not really learn anything about. Okay. Like, I know that it's like a tactics, like Final yes. Fantasy tactics style RPG. But I also know that it's like canon with P5, it is. which yes, it is. is not. Like... Yeah, it is. Okay, so it is absolutely canon with P5. And in fact, if you didn't play P5, you're not going to understand like a third of what is said or talked about. Holy shit. It does its best to help you get up to speed with like there's a glossary of words like, you know, persona and shadow and metaverse. But... You're not going to understand, like, why are they in plain clothes here, but now when they walk over here, they're wearing bondage outfits? Like, what is that about? <laughs> your name is Anne here, but now you're Panther. I don't understand. And it and that, it can only do so much to explain it. So, sure. 
<laughs> See, the source material takes 10 hours to explain all <laughs> yeah. of Yeah, yeah. It's like, you know what? Just go read a wiki or something. Um, so, uh, it's all the same voice actors. Aww. and But it's uh, the they're like chibi versions, but not like super, super big eye things. They're, the animation is, the way they're drawn is really cute of, of the entire cast. So the deal here is um, the the gang is hanging out. They get sucked into another world. They're like, oh, hey, we're back in the metaverse. But then it's like, wait, no, 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 no. This, this isn't it. They meet another human named Arena. And there's all these little creatures that are basically talking, uh, walking, talking hats. <laughs> they're, 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 they're adorable. Um, but they're, they're, they're just they're little... They're, I mean, they're people, but their entire head is a hat that has that has like holes cut in it that their big eyes are looking out of. It's adorable. That's weird, it. even for Persona. That's it like is. very it strange. Is. But he, but here's the deal: Irina is the only human that they encounter at first, and and everybody else in this kingdom—they call it a kingdom—is uh, these little people, except for the tyrannical ruler, uh, Marie. She's subjugated everybody. She's, uh, you know, evil ruler. And, and uh, Arena is trying to lead a revolution. And she's like, tell you what, if you help me overthrow this terrible despot, I will, I will do my best to help you get back home. And so the Phantom Thieves are like, yeah, it's kind of what we do. So cool. Uh, in the process of fighting this, this uh, tyrant, you encounter another human, Toshiro. Turns out everything in this new area, and there are several different kingdoms you move from one to the next, is based on his mind somehow. Oh. Yes. So so this is like they've gone it's, into another heart-ish? Well, that's what they wonder. They're like, wait a minute. So if this is based on your cognition, is there is there a treasure we have to steal? But you're not a bad guy. So, mm. and you're helping us fight. So that doesn't seem quite right. And also, who, if, if, the, if the only other human is based on your cognition and Arena isn't, well, who is she? So this is the plot of the game. You move from kingdom to kingdom. Toshiro, uh, who is a politician, has forgotten most everything. And then as you defeat these bosses in these different kingdoms, he starts to remember, oh, now I know who that is. Huh. Oh, I know who that is. And I know why they're here. And this is, and you're helping him not overcome demons, but sort of come into his own. Is he older? Is he like, you know. He is not. Is, oh, okay. All he right. is not. He is Irina's <laughs> age, funnily enough. Hmm. I see. Yeah. I see. Yes. Uh, so that's so that's the plot. You move from kingdom to kingdom. You're you're like you're like, oh well, it starts off with Arena saying, Oh, the door you I see that door you came into this world from. There's a door like that in Marie's palace. I bet that'll take you home. In fact it does not. It takes you to the next kingdom. Leather rinse repeat. You keep going from kingdom to kingdom, you find a door, you go through it, hoping to go home, and alas, no, you are on in, in this next kingdom. Which is which has its own terrible ruler, and you want to liberate the people, and so on and so forth. So that's the plot. Uh, the Wait, when is this taking place? 
Is this uh, after five? Yes. Is it yes. like it's so everything is done? Yes. Yep. All right. Yep. So, uh, in fact, and Toshiro references that. So he has heard of the Phantom Thieves. So Toshiro's like, you went through that whole endgame? Really? Like the boat? <laughs> oh, yeah. really? Like, God, it was like a thousand hours, too? huh? Like, wow, man. Did that, what, the pacing kind of drop off at the end? fucking crazy. Yeah. You did it twice? What? <laughs> yeah. Wow, you really don't have a life, do you? Um, so... The combat is, I would say it's closer to the second Mario Rabbids game than like a Final Fantasy Tactics in that, okay, you have a team of three that goes into each fight. Your, uh, you pull from the Phantom Thieves and, and also Irina. Irina can also uh, fight with you. So Futaba is your navigator once again. Um, she basically just, she can't really do all that much. Uh, she has skills like every so often she will um, uh, replenish some of your skill points or replenish some of your hit points. That's about all she can do. Otherwise, you are choosing from the Phantom Thieves. Which three do you want to use to do this particular fight? Okay. And then uh, your uh, area of potential movement is marked off for you. You can go wherever you want to within that. You can move around as many times as you want. Once you take an action, you stop. So, uh, if you like, you can walk over there to flip a switch and then go over here to go through the door it just opened. As long as it's within the bounds of your movement, you can do it. That's great. Uh, and then, same as any other tactical game, you can either use your weapon or you can use a skill. Uh, if you down an enemy, you get what's called a one more, and that gives you another turn, and you can move again, and you can do another thing. You can chain these things together depending on the order that you do them in and and the end. God, God bless the one more thing. That's one of the yeah. great parts of Mario RPG that I like. Yep. Was like, why doesn't anyone else do this? Like, reward me with a good attack by letting me do it again. Yeah. It, That's awesome. It also gives you some fun strategic elements like for example if one of your team members is up high and knocks an enemy off the ledge one of your team members below gets a free shot that's badass that's yeah. awesome i was so gonna ask fun. if they do like the dog pile like everybody rush move. oh i'm getting there so this part is fun so if you uh down an enemy and uh, do certain things. So because there's three of you, you form a triangle. No matter where you are, you form a triangle. So if you do this, the, the certain things you need to do to make this work, the, the lines of the triangle catch fire and everything in that zone gets hit. Uh. It's, and you can, if, you, if everybody hasn't taken their turn yet, you can move around to adjust the points to make the triangle zero in on something specific, be as wide as you want it, whatever. That's so satisfying. That's, it really is. That's satisfying. That's like it, that's delicious brain chess. Yeah, and yeah. It, well, and it's really cool to see them find ways to take those core concepts mm -hmm. and apply them in a completely different setting, which is yeah. really cool. Like it, like that, that, like that sounds like Persona to me yes, even yes. though it's like a completely different type of game yeah 
the persona part so this is this is where it kind of starts to break a little bit oh you can't okay so you're not using your personas in the classic sense Hmm. you find you you get personas uh, as rewards for clearing fights they just here now you've got these three whatever and of course, you confuse them, and and each of each of the members, each of the Phantom Thieves, have the one that comes with them. And you can go, you go to the Velvet Room, and you do fusion, but each persona can only have two skills. Weird. And the, yeah, and That's they don't weird. get they don't get new ones as they level up. Hmm. So if you want specific abilities. Now, that's how you fuse things, right? And the game does an absolutely terrible job of explaining. Uh, so each each uh, persona has its own affinity. Maybe it's ice, maybe it's fire, maybe it's psychic, what, whatever. Um, game does not explain to you how that impacts your character if you equip that persona. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. And the stats of the persona doesn't explain how that influences your character if you equip it. Just don't just don't tell you. So if you don't know that already, that's a whole aspect of the strategy that is just out the window. That's a weird rookie mistake that I wouldn't expect from from this crew. Well, I feel like the the, the velvet room aspect is so slight. It huh. very much feels like, well, it's a Persona game. We have to have it. We can't not have the frickin' Velvet Room. But it's not... It's just really undercooked. Yeah. Because, um, like, I'm, I'm, I'm fusing Personas just, honestly, to clear my inventory. <laughs> it doesn't... And, and this, this gets into my main complaint about the game. It's so freaking easy. Man, this is a bummer. This yeah. is like, this is very... Susan, have you... Did you play... Or, Dave, you too. Did you guys play the old SMT tactical RPGs for DS? Oh, called yeah. The Devil Survivor? Oh, yeah. No, I never played those. Those games fucking rule. And uh, I was like, when they announced this, I was like, oh shit, I hope it's basically P5 Devil Survivor. This sounds very not Devil no, Survivor. No, no. So, as, as is normal for any tactical uh, game, you are given a win condition defeat all enemies, reach the end zone, whatever. And then you have bonus conditions. And if you also uh, meet those conditions, you get extra XP, extra money, and um, maybe, I'm not even sure, uh, extra personas. Hmm. I have, without even trying hard, almost always met all the conditions. And on the rare occasions when I didn't, um, because it's it's almost always do it in a certain number of turns, that's the one I missed because there's some trick to the level. Like you got to use elevators to, to reach everybody or there's doors that only open every other turn or, or whatever. And it, and it took me a little while to figure it out. I'm like, I'm not replaying that just to like, who cares? I don't, I don't need extra experience. I don't need extra money. So whatever. It's just like, I'm, it's not like I'm a tactical savant or anything. <laughs> it's just not that hard. And yeah, I'm playing I, on normal. Like, I wonder if, like, 
we're going to start seeing this not overall with like the Shinigami Tensei brand, but, but with, with Persona, Persona. Yeah. Specifically yeah. because Persona 5 sold, like it has officially become mainstream. Yeah. Uh, that we're going to start seeing them kind of dial back the brutality. That, yeah. like, and you saw that a bit with Persona 5. Like, not that it was easy. But it was definitely way easier it's than way, any other game. It's way easier than four. Is it? It's way yeah. Because yeah. I can't tell at this point yeah. because um, I had played like four three, recently re- enough. Yeah. Oh, Sorry. go ahead. And, no, just like I remember three. Like if the main character wipes, like oh you're yeah, done. I get it. Three's fucking savage, man. Yeah. yeah. And you couldn't even and, control and, the other party members of the, the yeah. original version of that game. And, and like I already I was looking at information about three remake because I was I, I am. I'm I'm not gonna be negative. I am very excited about the three remake. But I was reading about it and it's it's like <laughs> they were like, people will be excited that you no longer get exhausted and have to monitor like your energy level while exploring Tartarus. No, I won't. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) I better see that pink cloud over my protagonist's head because he's tired and needs a nap. Like, yeah, that's part of it. Yeah. I I think you're onto something, Dave. Yeah. You're sadly, you're probably right. And, and I, I think this has difficulties and I could kick it up, but it's like, why? Because here's the other problem. There are these strategic elements. There are, and the game very much wants you to, okay, you, you, you use your movement to get up there and knock him off the ledge and I'll shoot him on the way down and then I'll, you know, it wants you to do all these things. And it is really, really fun when it works. When you take the time to do it and it works, it is super fun. You don't have to. You bring <laughs> you bring in, you bring Yusuke, you cook him, and then you freeze him, and you're done. Like, Anne at this point is so powerful. She's like one-shotting guys with Aguilau. It's ridiculous. She's so OP. So, I, why, why would I, why? I could just walk up to him and burn him to cinders. Why yeah. am I going to piss around doing all these other things so if this but here's why i'm going to keep playing the game it's just so delightful to be in that universe again yeah that that was going to be my question like is it is it worth it just to get to hang out with them again and it sounds like yeah yeah i just if it were not them i probably would have bailed just because the actual gameplay is just meh the story's good like i enjoyed this the story that gameplay is fine. Yeah. But just like hearing the music and listening to them and, and the, the way they're drawn is it's just so cozy. I like the first time they came into LeBlanc, I'm like, oh yes. Oh yes. <laughs> there they are. That guy's still wearing his hat and he's still doing his beard like he's, that. he still thinks it works for him. He still thinks it works. I, like I don't know if you guys feel this way about the Persona spinoffs, but I find that they're they're a little hit or miss in the story department. But when mm. they're on, they're fucking on. Yeah, like Persona Q is an amazing game. It's so good. It's so good. And I like Susan. I I know you probably didn't play it because it's not your type of game. 
But the story in Persona 4 Arena is fucking awesome. That's what I've heard. No, I did not. I did not, and I won't because it ain't my thing. But yeah, I've heard the story. The, 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 the story, I remember playing Persona 4 dancing all night. That story is good. Like, way more impressed with that story yeah. than I thought I would ever be mm-hmm. <laughs> for a game that's basically like a Hatsune Miku reskin. Because it's like that's basically the gameplay, right? Is the it's yeah. I think it's yeah. the same as those games. Um, yeah, no. Uh, but then I've also heard that Persona Five Strikers is, uh, Strikers is a wet, sucks. wet blanket. It sucks. It's a terrible game. Yeah, it sucks. It sucks hard and like. It's not even enjoy like it doesn't even give you that like it's not even just you know character time porn like where you're like I get to hang out with them and they're being yeah. nice to each other and that's wonderful like Ar- arena arena's like it here's a full visual novel for every single one of these characters mm. you like and they all rule and are like well served by that and it's it doesn't you know change anything it doesn't enrich the original text it's not like an awesome arc but you're like i am delighted to be with them that's the only reason i I, i'll play tactica just because if you say the story is that good i i i enjoy it it's not like it's certainly not as fully realized as I no, actually, I'd say probably it's on par with q i think with the with the the degree to which it is a, a a fully realized thought it's mostly here's this idea and then it's about the characters you love reacting to it cool that's yeah. that's awesome uh man i honestly i i don't know what to expect from persona 6 like i know that we're gonna see it probably in, like soon ish like they've got that other one that they're putting out though right like that that weird fairy one well, i forget what that's i like the yeah, the one with the weird me- name that me- i'm blanking on right Memoria now in, yeah. In fantasy oh land. yeah so, so that's the thing that's the the old persona team like the people oh. that made p3 p4 and p5 are so the people like, that made this new so thing p6 is like, a new crew they're like the they're basically like Ryuga Gotoku Studio at this point now, where they're just yes. like multiple teams working on different mm, titles. Yeah. Concur- okay, and, yeah, and so like that core crew, like ba- basically they were wrapping up Persona Five and Catherine. Like that's how long ago Persona Five was close to being. God damn! <laughs> right. So remember, the three of us started playing P Five in. February of 2017, but the story was done when Catherine came out in 2011. Wow. Right. So the director, like the writer and director, had wrapped the story on P5, and then they started making it back when it was going to be a PS3 exclusive. Mm hmm. And after Catherine shipped, like, they were like, all right, well, like, the, half of us are going to be finishing P5, and that's when they started this fantasy rpg oh my god God. yeah so it's it's been it's been in development for a long time really long time and it's like a whole new group of folks making p6 and i just don't know what that's gonna be um okay i know we've talked about this before does it have to be high school does it like this persona have to be high school i mean i uh, hmm. 
No, but I'll I'll tell. Well, here, mm. the thing is, when was the last time you had a group of friends that you got to spend that much time with? So I do. I'm one thousand percent with you. One thousand percent with you, and I think yeah. that's a huge part of it. I will well, say also the, just the the rigid schedule too. Yeah, like yes. like yeah. once like once you get out of the high school range, like um, just I, I, hearing stuff about Japanese culture, like you start getting into college and stuff. It's a little bit less strict as far as like your regimented day. Yeah. Uh, so having that like like provides so much structure to the, yeah. to the game yeah. that like I don't even know like. I would like to see them branch out, but also I think it's a branding thing. Like Persona is it's high school. Your kids hanging out in high school. That's the thing. Like there's would I love to see like a bunch of folks who work together in an office don't necessarily know each other that well and they get thrust into the I think that would be really super cool. The that's my my fantasy. what, What I don't quite know how it would work with it which is all the um relationships like you cannot have persona without this wide range of of relationships that you can make who are you making relationships with as an adult yeah it's and that's so tricky i used to i used to be really sort of like ride or die for the idea that persona always had to be high school because it's the rigidity of the schedule. It's the yep. group of friends that you're seeing so consistently, but it's also the emotional extremity. Like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. it's it's the you know if this is all about identity and finding your identity and choosing it and then discovering other people's identities, you need to be in that place where it's well, like and yeah. like specifically like culturally like there's definitely like a youth versus adult divide. Yes. Uh, within Japanese culture and those games explore that I mean you know a lot of media explores like youth culture in Japan but like a persona I think explicitly is about that conflict between the old people who have all the power and the young people who have to live in that totally. society and want to make it different and I think like once you start making that group of people a little older they start becoming the thing that they want to defeat and like i don't know how you like i'm I'm not saying you couldn't do it but like that youthful idealism Mm -hmm. is such an important aspect but i mean but if you think about p4 that's not really about idealism no it's it's about like it's about like protecting your town like it's yeah yeah you you have a very sort of personal small stakes uh you know, investment in saving the day in P4 rather than like fighting against the man. And P3 is like just fucking whack. It's just like <laughs> yeah. fucking demons and everybody's in a yeah. coffin at night. Fucking get get in that Trump Tower of monsters. Uh, yeah, I mean that you could you could absolutely do that with office uh, workers for yeah. for sure. Yeah, I mean, Ka- like Catherine. I understand that some folks have issues with Catherine, and yeah. like all of those issues aside. Catherine made a, a very compelling argument that that crew could make uh, a, a game a game that explored similar territory with like a different age group. Yeah, and I think a fucking like early career uh, setting for Persona, like people mm-hmm. in like their mid to late twenties. Uh, figuring shit out would be all the old, all the old people are like hypnotized salarymen and yeah man <laughs> fucking 
um, I I don't know. Like, I would like to see them branch out, but I do wonder if there's like some kind oh. of thing in Sega where it's yeah. like, well, like a dragon is the yeah. the, pers- the yeah. RPG for the grown ups about the grown ups, and then the personas about the kids. Yeah, but it's also for yeah. the grown ups because of I the think, way I that this all works. I think that's why we're getting memento clockwork orange yeah wackadoo uh also not for nothing it's a lot easier to sell merch of like this is the jumper from the high school this is the backpack yeah Yeah. you know what is this game called i'm like it's driving me crazy uh that i can't remember what it is actually named Mormon Tito uh, metaphor. <laughs> God damn it! I was gonna say it's probably less weird that we're making it out to for it be, but no, it's not. Me- yeah. Meta metaphor refantasio is yeah. fucking ridiculous. What? All of us were wrong. What? We were Sam's way off tonight. I Sam- was way off. When is that? What is that coming out? That is this <laughs> coming knows? year. Me- oh, is it really? Yeah, yeah. That game's gonna be fucking cool. I like. Oh, I'm. I'm. That's. Yes. Yeah. That game's that game fucking I, I excite directly in my soul. Yeah. Um all right. Let's abandon role playing for yes. the green pastures of bright screens, Dave Roberts. I got Tell us it. you've been you've been playing Dem Indies on your fancy new uh your I got your, it. Your your Gabin Gabin the people who I don't get that. I, that's that's like a whole level of cultish behavior that I don't understand. Why do people call him that? I've like I've- oh, because that's his email, like Gabe N at ValveSoftware dot com, and like yeah, so people call him Gabe N. Gabe N. All right. I feel yeah. like I just broke through twenty. I yeah. felt like I thought there was going to be like a story. No, but no, it's. God, There's yeah. m- more of a story to his knife collection than <laughs> guys. Are video game people terrible? Oh yeah. Are we all? Are we all terrible? Oh, dude. There's a whole group of people that call themselves the PC Master Race. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm partly responsible for that. <laughs> oh no. Susan, <laughs> no. What did yeah. you do? Well, it was a joke in zero punctuation. Oh no! Oh, no. from the escapist. Oh, that's right. With that's like the where, big glowing, like the flowing air. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's where that came from, and it was ironic. Yeah. In that, the well, video. Yeah. But, but yes. Oh, so yeah. leave it sorry. to gamers to not only really beat a joke funny. into the ground. Yeah. But also remove any sort yeah. of sat- satirical element from it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Sorry. Uh, no, it's fine. Uh, I will say a uh, quick rundown of the Steam Deck OLED. Uh, if if you don't have one and you're like looking at it, you're like, should I get a Steam Deck? It sounds cool. Get the OLED. It rules. It's basically um, everything that I liked about the original Steam Deck, but just like everything is just like a little bit better. Like it just it's a little lighter to hold. It's like 300 grams lighter, which doesn't sound like a lot, but it like it's more comfy. Uh, all what the buttons. What is that just, American? Uh, <laughs> oh, a gram is a paperclip. So imagine three hundred paperclips three, stacked three, 300, in a three hundred grams. Actually, I have. I got you covered, Susan. It's okay. slightly less. It's a half than a pound. 
It's yeah. I was gonna say it's like holding two switch physical switch cards, like with the cases. <laughs> so like, oh. it's like it's enough to be it's, noticeable. It's, yeah, it's like this. Yeah. It's like yeah. this. Uh, the buttons feel better. The screen not only is it OLED, it's a ninety hertz uh, refresh rate, so it can do up to ninety frames a second. Um, which not only helps for games that can hit 90 frames a second, like I played Titanfall 2 on it briefly, 90 frames, oh my god, it looks so, it's so smooth and fluid. But also, when you're running like more powerful games and you need to lower the frame rate to get it to run, mm. uh, you can double the frames. So, like if you're, or triple, like if you have to knock a game down, like Yakuza knocked it down to 45 frames. So it plays two frames per cycle whatever basically it smooths out everything so it just runs a little nicer um trackpads are nicer explain that to me and susan in our language no i got it i got it i got it it so it just looks nicer lower res more of yes oh okay yeah basically (laughs) okay so PS5 game, God of War, runs 60 frames a second, super smooth. Steam Deck cannot run God of War at 60 frames a second, super smooth, but it does run at 30 frames a second, not as smooth, but because it can play three frames at 30 frames a second at once, the frames just kind of, it kind of flows better, but it's at that slower animation. Got it. Anyway. Got it. um, But it's also got HDR built in, and I think it's like the only portable device that has HDR lighting on a handheld which is I was I've been playing the the new like a dragon game on it like it's incredible it's like having a really nice OLED TV in your hands okay this uh, is a, uh, I have a question yes <laughs> what's an OLED and why do I care okay okay tech time with David <laughs> okay here's, uh, here's how I can speak that in plain language it's yeah, do an it. old Vita it's it's original Vita nice. Yeah, as the original to other oh, Vita nice. Yeah, oh. so the original Vita was the OLED screen, really deep blacks, oh, that really vibrant was colors. Butter. Oh. The new Vita, you to lower costs, went to LCD. So it's still fine, but the the thing is like with what LCD, is it? no, what is it? because the, the the way and the thing with OLED is that each pixel i think has its own brightness value whereas like oh. with an lcd you're lighting the whole panel so mm. if there if if something is black on a lcd screen there's still light behind it so it still looks like kind of it's not completely black whereas with an oled panel you just turn those pixels off huh. and so you get deep oh. deep, deep deep blacks nice contrast okay. lighting okay. and shadow and then when you get that HDR in there, you pump up the brightness on the really bright spots. So like it just mwah, mwah. like all of this to say, like all of this tech talk to just say you look at it and you just go like, oh, it looks so good. Um, so yeah, I would say if you're on the fence of the Steam Deck, you kind of like what they're doing. It's still it's still a PC. It's still it's it's they've done a lot to make it better and easier to use, but it's still a PC, so it's a little fiddly. Less fiddly than a normal PC, but I will say, I because there is only one set, like, like I don't have to worry about drivers. Like, if, if I have a problem mm-hmm. with the game, it's never like, oh, well, what's your processor? What graphics right, card are you right, using? Right, How right. much RAM do you have? These all have one configuration, so if something doesn't work, you just go on a website and they tell you put these settings on, and it'll either work or not work on the Steam Deck because it's one piece of hardware. Um, hmm. 
but no, it's like I would say if if you have one and you don't use it regularly, you probably don't need to upgrade. It's just everything's just like the same but a little bit better. It's not more powerful, um, but it, it everything's just a little nicer. But this thing it, like has been my I hate the phrase daily driver, but it's, it's basically been yeah. It's all I play games on. But the only thing that pulled me away from the Steam Deck was the Switch because it had the OLED screen on it. Now, now I'm back yeah, in, now, baby. Now it's all over. Now, well, because it's like it, I have everything that I need on here. I've got all the games that I have on Steam. I can put all of my emulation stuff on here. I got one device. Yeah, I'm I'm good. No, for you it makes. So so yeah. much sense. Yeah, yeah, I don't like. I would, I would love to have it because I would love to be able to play games that are PC only. Yeah, but how often does that actually happen? Yeah, and 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 am I going to want to also then play it handheld? Yeah, and I'm not I, sure how often those stars will align. Susan, I I am in the exact same boat. And it was weird, but when they went up on sale, I had one in my cart. Mm-hmm. And I was literally just, like, sort of thinking to myself, I was like, this is a lot of money. And yeah. how often do I play anything that's not on Switch? Right. And, like, and that's not, you know, I, I just don't have as much time to play as, yeah. as I once yeah. did. Yeah. And it's, you know, uh, like... Yes, there are, are all of these sort of big AAA things that I enjoy playing, like a Resident Evil for a remake or something. Um, but how, like, how often is that going to be compared to like Super Mario RPG or Mario Wonder? No. Or a Zelda, and by the time I'd thought all of those thoughts, it was like your card is empty. Stupid. <laughs> like, oh wow. <laughs> yeah, Valve was like. Somebody else bought that dum dum. You, you, you snooze, you lose. Uh, so that yeah, I mean, made I the just, decision for me. I also I don't have the problem you two have, which is a child. Yeah. So sure. You know right. every every day after and and also my partner is a gamer. So every day we get off work, we feed the dogs. And then we chill for like an hour or two playing video games next to each other until we have dinner. I get to do that every day on a, on a, on a big screen uh, TV because I don't – it doesn't matter who can see it because it's only grown-ups in the house. Yeah. Uh, it, it's very funny. Like, you guys know I take a fairly lax approach with <laughs> 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 content that my child can see. But, like – uh, the one that Kate put her foot down for was Mortal Kombat One. I think we talked good. about that. Yeah, probably good. Yeah, good. <laughs> there, there are multiple moments where I've been playing it. I was like, this doesn't seem that. Oh, never mind. Okay, all right. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Ooh, no. Oh no. Oh, those no. ribs are. Oh. Those and, are broken. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, like you get the, to see them at the beginning of Final Fantasy Sixteen. Uh, I thought Final Fantasy Sixteen was going to be way too horny. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that shit kind of just vanishes. Yeah, like, weird. It, it's it, man, that game fucking sucks. Uh, <sighs> it's bad. What a what a what a dog that one. Uh, Apparently not game, selling very well either. Game of the year nominee. Game of the year nominee. Mm. <laughs> it's it also it has easily the least sexy sex scene I've ever seen in a game. 
like that's saying ever. something it, isn't it isn't it yeah. just yeah like you've got you've got the they're so in love two principal protagonists are now nude on a rocky beach this motherfucker walks around in an all leather cloak the entire game doesn't seem to put it under he and his nude girlfriend they're just bare assing it on a rocky beach and all like kate comes in she goes this seems stupid and i yeah. go all i can think about are the rocks in their butts there's just so many rocks in their but the, butts. But and the reason why all you can think about that and not the emotion, <clears throat> like uh, the, you're nitpicking the scene rather yeah. than the emotional, the emotion well, that the <laughs> other than the emotional moment happening in front of you is because <coughs> the game is giving you zero emotion zero, yeah, to zero hold on to to care about anything that's happening in the in the video game. I brought this up now because at, by the end. The horniness and ultraviolence had vanished to the point where I was like, I'm comfortable playing this in the same room as Lyra. But mm. even then, I don't have that option because she was just like, oh, good. You're playing boring, stupid Final Fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> just fucking passing out Wrecked. burns left and right, wow. this kid. Yep, boring, stupid Final That Fantasy. is your kid. That is... That is the that is the product of you and your yep. your genetics and your your brain. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. She did she did announce why can't we play colorful Final Fantasy? <laughs> She's not wrong! She's not wrong. It took me a while to figure out she meant. Yeah, which Final one does she Fantasy. mean? She means seven remake. What she was okay. talking about was seven remake. God. Oh, I thought it was gonna be ten. I thought it was going to be 10. I thought it was going to be like one of the pixel ones, but no, she wanted she color, yeah, she, emotion, she wanted, color and emotion. Yeah. Mm. Exciting combat mm. that changes as you play the game. Mm. Yeah. A feeling uh, of progression <coughs> of stakes oh. as they escalate, you understanding <laughs> relationships between characters and groups. All of these things that go into telling a story. <laughs> so all of this is to say, uh, yes, the the uh, having the TV occupied and uh, opinions about what's on the TV being relevant these days uh, is a, an argument in favor of Steam Deck. But I still, yeah. I still like it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. It's a yeah. lot of money. It but is like, like the thing. Like it's it's tough because it is a lot of money, but it is also like it's a computer. Like it's not a computer oh, in the sure. way that yeah, the yeah, PS5 yeah. is a computer. Exactly. Like I don't it, think it's overpriced. Yeah. To be clear, I think the price is appropriate. Yeah, but it it's it's all relative. Yeah, right? I also think that if you have the money to buy a gaming machine, like if I if I was in looking at stuff now and they were like, "Do you want a PlayStation Five or a Steam Deck?" and I mm. I had to choose. I would take the Steam Deck. I That's think fair. Be, That's I fair. I can't argue with that at all. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, at this point, what? Like, I, I, like, both the Xbox Series X and the PlayStation 5 don't, neither of them really have exclusive software anymore mm-hmm. in the way that, like, things once did. Like, yeah. the Switch, you still need a Switch if you want to play some. If you want to play Switch ass Switch games, Switch ass Switch games, yeah. If you want to play Dragon Quest Monsters, there's only one option in town. 
Uh, no, wait, am I for wrong now. about that, Dave? For yeah, now. For now. Because Dragon mm, Quest, the treasure, that which sucks. PC, which... It came out. It's, yes, but like that was Switch exclusive yeah. for six months. Yeah. But yeah, I, yeah. I, Dave, what? So, but one of the. All yeah, of this to say. All of this to say. That I got, say. I got one of these. And I'm, uh, guys, I think games are good again. I, I found my groove again. I just, the, the thing was like, okay, Steam sale happens. It's like I look at my list. Like, what's kind of, what? Like, what are the indie games that people are talking about that I should play right now? What like? And I, I was just kind of looking for some uh, puzzly games, but then I also Ooh. got uh, action games. So I picked up Cocoon uh pretty cheap that game from uh the game designer behind inside and limbo uh it is a similar storytelling style where it's obtuse in the way where it doesn't explain fucking anything that's going on and you're just kind of left to like pick up clues yeah it, anthony but it's is not grim. Sense. no it's, no that's yeah. the thing it's 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 much less like like this is not a game where the music was made using a human skull mm. uh yeah, they did that with Inside. They they filtered sounds through a skull. It might have been a different... Okay. It might have been an animal skull, not a human skull, but it was a skull Alrighty of some then. kind. Okay. Um, but now you play a little bug dude, and you, you land on this planet, this like deserty type planet, and you run around. You only got one button, and you can pick stuff up, you can put stuff down, and you can grab uh, certain objects, and you can pull them. And uh, the whole point of the game is that you come, as you're going through, you come across an orb. And the orb, you put it down in certain pedestals and it activates platforms for you. It um, turns things on and off. And you're like slowly starting to solve puzzles using this orb. Then there are also these pedestals. And eventually the game, uh, you, you put an orb down and you step on the pedestal and you like your little bug dude zooms up toward the screen and suddenly you're in a new environment this is very metallic looking environment almost like a spaceship of some kind and as a bug guy you're running around and find another orb and you're solving puzzles and stuff and they're they're occasionally boss fights like it's 80 percent of the game is super chill there's like nothing to fight and then there are like four boss fights in the game that can be kind of intense. Like it's like a weird tonal shift, but um, that sounds like they're, inside. They're more That's... puzzly too than like than like a standard boss fight. But yeah, it's very like nothing will hurt you until you get here. But even then, like you get hit and then you just have to start the boss fight. Like it doesn't really do much. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, eventually you realize that you are going inside. And outside of these orbs so you you start within an orb and you zoom up and you're outside of the orb and then you can pick up the orb that you're in move it to a different spot go back into the orb and that will help you progress and solve more puzzles and it hurts my brain in like a very pleasant way um Susan, you didn't like Cocoon, right? I, I I liked it, but it became very clear to me very quickly. You know how how you react to virtually every puzzle game, Anthony? Yeah. Yeah. That was me. Like I did the first few things and I'm like, okay, it's 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 teaching me how to play the game. And then it very, very early on, there's this you you have to send the orb down shoots. And then and change the direction of the shoot to get it to mm. go to different places, 
And I'm like, no, I'm out. No, I don't. This is too hard. No, I don't. I don't know what I'm doing anymore. I'm after Dome. Bye bye. The I, game, yeah. honestly, it reminds me of. It reminded me of Goragoa in a lot of ways. I'm out. Of, of like just the way that that game, it, like, because it's all about like you zoom into a thing, mm. you change some stuff around. And then you zoom back out and something's different. And then you move stuff around and then you go over here and then you zoom in and change some stuff around. And you're like constantly like the perspective of the game constantly changes like what you have to be doing at any given moment. I will say that while this game eventually gets to some places that made my brain feel like it was going to like i don't want to spoil it after the call i'll like if you're not planning on playing it either of you i'll spoil one of the puzzles Mm. one of the moments just because like like once it gets to that point like it's kind of building up to this moment and once it gets there like you start looking and going like oh my god um how like how 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 is the anyway um the game is smart enough to make it feel bigger than it is because like you're always limited within a certain space anytime you move to a new puzzle location it usually takes uh like a platform away so you can't go back so it's like okay here's the puzzle space yeah here are the the limited set of things that you can interact with and it may seem like you like as you're zooming in and out like it feels big but there's really only a few things that you can do in any particular puzzle room so it feels very a lot more manageable than it seems how, how uh, as you're interacting with six hours six it's, hours all right yeah that's that's so that's longer than limbo and inside that's interesting. yes yeah longer yeah than uh, uh it's it's fun like i loved it uh it's like one of the like probably the most clever game that i've well no i played chance of Sinar too uh which is yeah incredible it's, it's as good as susan says uh, I, I i wanted to throw out there susan the episode where you talked about chance of Sinar has now convinced three people i know who are not even part of our discord to play that game uh, really yeah yay yeah. Some, some i love real, it so much it's lovely real love real love going out to that game because of uh this show um but yeah like like it, i think of the games that he's made limbo inside cocoon i think this might be my favorite one of the of his just because like i like the vibes of it of it a little bit like limbo and inside are very oppressive games <laughs> Lim- limbo yeah. is li- i i feel bad praising uh inside at all because like it's just a game made for me yeah very <laughs> very explicit would you like surrealism and precision platforming yeah off you go enjoy (laughs) and this is not that like this it's not a platformer um it's there you have a few simple actions that you can do and it gets so much mileage out of them it's great uh i've also been playing i i also picked up the uh strong bad uh it's danger-esque the rumisode triungulate <laughs> is this new like there's a new strong Techni- bad game technically no uh so on the homestar runner website back when macromedia flash existed and it wasn't wiped off the face of the earth uh, occasionally the Homestar Runner website would have like video games that they made, one Peasant's yeah. Quest, 
Uh, and one of them was Dangeresque. Uh, and they made these, they called them Rumisodes, where it was just like a little point and click adventure game. And it was all set in one room. And they, I think they came out with them every couple of months. And there were three total that they made. Anyway, because Flash doesn't work anymore, mm-hmm. uh, they, I guess, in the year of Luigi 2023, decided to port them to Unity. And Weird. so they packed, yeah, right? <laughs> they packaged them all up into a single game and put it on Steam. And it's also on, I want to say it's on mobile too. I know it's on iOS. I'm not sure about Android, but it's on, it's uh, easily, it's like set eight bucks for it's like taking like two hours to get through uh one thing uh it's I, it's still funny that shit is still hilarious like <laughs> homestar runner is still like strong so, mad will make a bad pun and then strong mad goes that was a stretch <laughs> and you're just like oh these characters are so good uh, that's while Lyra is trundling around ta- calling Final Fantasy 16 the boring, stupid Final Fantasy. Uh, Lyra made her own teen girl squad. <gasps> oh my god, that's amazing! I'll send I'll send you guys the picture. teen girl squad. Yeah. Yep, she, but like she'll walk around. I'll be like, "How you doing, honey? How was school?" And she goes, "So good." <laughs> <laughs> so good. Like, like, the wow. puzzles are like. Their advent- they have the adventure game logic, but because the game is built in such a way that it rewards you for virtually every possible interaction you could make by either looking at an item, talking to an item, or picking an item up with some joke, uh, you'll figure stuff out pretty easily just by wanting to click on stuff and click on click stuff on other stuff and um, getting through the puzzles. The first one takes place in his... Um, office where you're trying to the your chief won't let you out until you've arrested the guy but you don't have anything to do it so you have to basically fake an arrest sheet for <laughs> using the the old Chinese food and other shit that you find in this room second one there's like a car accident and you just start your car back up again third one you're uh, uh, what's it, what's his name mayor king king of town is yeah, that his King name? Of, King, of yeah, King of Town? He talks like this. Uh, yeah. he, he's, he's, <laughs> what are you going to uh, do with that butter? Yeah, yeah. he's uh, he's he's Perducci in this. <laughs> and he's like, he's uh, he's trying to assassinate or someone's trying to assassinate him. So you need to stop uh, like, like five different assassination attempts uh, <laughs> by messing with different stuff in this uh, Italian family restaurant. It's very funny. It's just man they 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 <coughs> struck magic and uh the I'm fact so- that it still makes me chuckle like 15 ye- however long mm. it's been since i've seen that stuff G- guys trogdor was tw- 21 years ago oh my just god so, just so we all know that trogdor was 21 years ago trogdor was 21 years 21 ago. years ago yeah anyway. yeah Ly- lyra also called me strong said the other day which was Pretty harsh. <laughs> Gonna go li- listen to my Elliot Smith records. <laughs> I, There's I, also- I still regularly reference never ending show. Oh, no. <laughs> the one the it's one good. that I always that like is like a daily part of my brain is do you guys remember Marshy? The Yes. The the, the, the <laughs> 
fake Halloween uh, marshmallow. I'm mushy marshmallow. <laughs> yeah, this mascot. They do the they do the Halloween version of the fluffy puff marshmallows, and it's just like an escalatingly alienating rant by this marshmallow about him. <laughs> I'm so goosed up, I'm swimming him. Tell Montenegro, I'll scare your dad. But like, throughout the whole thing, he's wearing like he's wearing a vamp like a Dracula costume. Yes. He's got like he's got, you know, like shitty like Boris mm-hmm. Karlov hair and a cape. And the very ending, you see him in a dressing room with the vampire stuff off and looking in a mirror, and he's just screaming, What more do they want? <laughs> I've been thinking about it every day, four times a day for twenty years. Yeah. Just, just, just lives, just in, there, lives in your brain. Uh, they also uh, speaking of Halloween. There is a Halloween adventure game that they put on Steam too. That is two dollars. It's like forty minutes to finish. Um, but that's another one. Like that. That one's like less. It's that one feels a lot more like a just a, a fun flash goof goof em up rather than like an actual video game but uh yeah there's there's homestar on 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 the video games out there if you want to play them play the telltale strong yeah. games i thought Not they were there. all right oh uh, i well i it's maybe it's just that i played them on wii that might have been well like, oh yeah <laughs> maybe that'll that. do it Maybe that was um, maybe that was the issue. Uh, last one that I'll talk about. Uh, last quick hit. I played El Paso Elsewhere, uh, which is, I guess the 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 constant bo- the the current boomer shooter wave that's happening yeah. right now um, is now okay. What? I, what? Okay. Boomer what shooter. Is a, yeah. Doom. Is Doom. Is Doom. People making okay, games, no, but like people making games that look like Doom. Okay. From early '90s, but with modern game design ideas, modern right. okay, like, yeah, okay. And, yeah. But it's okay. yeah, it's Doom, it's Wolfenstein, it's like got it that old cool. style. Uh, but the someone did it for Max Payne. They made a, a Max Payne alike that uh, is good. That I wish it was shorter. Mm. Um, so the thing is, is you play uh, as a dude who he's he's dealing with some issues uh his ex-girlfriend is pretty abusive he's trying to get out of the relationship he's got a drug addiction and he also his ex-girlfriend uh is a dracula and is uh summoning the end of the world at a uh hotel in um in el paso texas and if you don't stop it the world will end does she look in a mirror and go what more do they <laughs> I mean, not in so many words. Uh, oh. uh, but so the the game is you going to this hotel, getting in an elevator, and going down to the source of this uh, this ritual that she's trying to pull off to end the world. And each level is a level of the hotel, and you go down and you go in and you clear out enemies. Uh, starts out there's just these mummies that will bum rush you um, and as you go through some levels you just need to go through kill the enemies make it to the end of the level to go down to the next one some of them you need to go in rescue all of the hostages that are inside 
and then once that's done everything turns red and all the sound like starts to deaden and mute and you have to make it back to the elevator that you started at um um while like monsters are spawning everywhere uh there's like mummies there's like wolves that fight you these witches that blast stuff at you and you'll find like pistols shotgun like typical max pain stuff you can do the slow-mo dodge it's slowed out time to aim um the problem with it is that like it's fun to play but there's just too many levels for the kind for the like level of depth in the gameplay here there's just not enough like you have a slow-mo dodge but like like there's like one enemy that shoots projectiles at you so it's like there's real like most of the time you just walk into a room hit the slow-mo button so you just stand up and then just how, like shoot uh, all the guys and how stuff. long is this game like eight how hours long is it needs to be long. it needs to be like four to six hours it's yeah. like yeah it's two but i will say one like the the way that they present the story is pretty, really cool. It's just, it's all done like mostly through like the main character's monologues. Um, and it's just like really stylish. And two, the soundtrack is killer. It's like hip hop mixed with like drum and bass mixed with like, like really like dark electronic stuff. And it's just like, it's angry. That's and how like, I, that's how I heard about this game. Was yeah. I, I heard about the soundtrack, listened to the soundtrack, and I was like, I don't know if this game's any good, but this music fucking Yeah, rules. so like if you if you wanna run <laughs> through levels and like shoot monsters, like it it feels good to play, it's fun. Uh and just like listen to a killer soundtrack while you do it. Um there are way worse ways to spend your time. Uh it just I just wish that like there was more going on in the gameplay department to justify the. No- I will say, all the level, like most of the levels, are pretty short. Like it's pretty snackable. Like it's you, you get in, you play like one or two levels. Each level takes like five to maybe fifteen minutes tops. Yeah. Uh, but there's like fifty of them. Is Man, the thing? Just make just make a short game. Like, I like, I, I don't know. I. I, I wonder the three, us, I, the three of us were talking about this the other day i just do not think that the 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 perception that there is greater value in a longer game experience is real because otherwise mm. people would finish games all the fucking time like if they really wanted these things that are so long i disagree disagree because there is absolutely that thing in your head that tells you I got my I got my money's worth because the game is this big whether or not you played it. Yeah. Like it was absolutely worth that because it's all this stuff, right? Like if you pay 70 bucks for Baldur's Gate 3, there is no illusion in your head that that game is worth 70 bucks or not because it's freaking enormous. Yeah. Right, regardless of whether you just do the critical path or not. I fully yeah. I fully admit that my age influences the way I perceive these things. Like, you know, of course. Coming from an era where, you know, like fucking Super Nintendo games were $70 and the I like adjusted for inflation that's like almost $150 now. Uh and you know some super nintendo games were like i finished it in 45 minutes yeah like, like I, I remember ages ago listening 
to an episode of uh, Giant Bombcast and like Jeff Gersman talking about going to a store, being super excited to buy Strider for the Genesis. Uh, like a spending like game. like like eighty dollars on this thing, getting home and beating it, and then going like, well, shit. <laughs> well, like, well, shit. I, I, I don't know. I like to me. I do. I, yeah, I just liked I like Kirby, like Kirby's Dreamland for the original yeah. Game Boy, a game that you can finish in twenty five minutes flat. The per the perfect road trip game. Oh, it's perfect. Road trip yeah, game. but I will say, I do wonder if that 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 perception looms especially in like independent developers heads especially on steam because yeah. uh there's a it's not like a prequel game it was more like i don't know if it was like a game jam game or more just like a because it's not even a prototype it's um it's set in the hotel it's got a similar vibe it's got a similar soundtrack but it it's like a it's called el paso nowhere and it's like 40 minutes to an hour long and half the game like like you're just running away from enemies like there's like three sections of the game there's like the first section where you're just running second section where you're we actually have a gun and it's first person it's not a third person you can't slow time that it's like pure boomer shooter and it's the kind of thing like if if you can finish it in an hour like you're within steam's refund window mm -hmm. and like oh. there are things in like yeah. uh and in, in on the thing where it's like hey like like we we wanted this to be just kind of like a short experience it's like a taste of the full game to come in a year uh it, like we understand that you can refund this but we would appreciate if you didn't because it supports our development and our team hmm. so yeah i do wonder if there is that that feeling where it's like like yeah even if of there course, aren't yeah. yeah we even if there aren't enough ideas to like really f make each level feel meaningful we still have to have a lot of them because yeah, otherwise otherwise people are gonna yeah, they're gonna feel like bummer. stiffed yeah that's a bummer yeah, it sucks I <laughs> like i i appreciate that steam does have a return policy because no no one else does yeah. and on pc like if a game just straight up does not work yeah you, you need to be able to get your money back but like yeah. the way that people can can get around that like it really prevents developers from doing more experimental stuff like making a short game and it's just like here's a little thing that i made a statement you know and to get paid for their work but i, I want every rpg forever to be as long as super mario rpg maybe a little longer maybe like just like a little longer 15 hours that's perfect. Unless oh, it's a Baldur's Gate doesn't count, Susan. I can see you. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. Gate. I'm like, I can see you thinking uh, Baldur's Gate. Anthony, <laughs> they added in a free patch. They added <gasps> epilogues for. They needed it. Everyone. It needed I'm buying. I'm buying uh, one. Okay. I'm uh, guys. This is my New Year's resolution. New Year's gaming resolution. Uh, when the discs for. Baldur's Gate chip. I'm, I'll get it. I'm gonna play it. I'll report back to you. You guys will hear me be like, "I'm. A, I can't get past these fights." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't, I can't. No, you're gonna be like, "I don't understand. I'm in chapter two, and I don't have half the companions yet." <laughs> Apparently, so all of the companions are available to you pretty much immediately in the game, but because people aren't looking around, they're not exploring the area, they're just going right past them. It's not great. That's not great. 
I'm not. I'm gonna fail at this game. I'm gonna have. I'm gonna have some. Real, I'm gonna have some real challenges with this game. And apparently, uh, they also with that update, they are like there's a bunch of performance enhancements because the in order to get it running on the Xbox Series systems, they had to do some like better performance scaling that I guess they didn't have to do on mm-hmm. PlayStation and um and higher end PCs, so it should run better. Oh. And um hopefully that that means it'll run better on Steam Deck because it is like technically it's verified. So We'll see how that goes. While I am ecstatic that it has provided closure uh, on these characters, because it it just stops. The game, you you defeat the big bad, and you've got these people that you have spent a hundred hours with and formed real connections with, and the game, nothing. Nothing. It's like, okay, you won. That's great. Peace. Like, nothing. And that sucked. And I was really upset about it at the time. So for them, to, for there to be some closure there is yeah. real good. I just, I, it's free. I love and that. It's, and it's, it's free. I love that it's... Here's what I love. So the voice cast did a one-off game of D&D. Oh my God. That, that they streamed. And in it, they went into a shop and the shop, and this is something the DM made up on the fly, had a little imp who opened uh, opened the closed the door and he goes bing bong when he opens the door that's all it's all the common he knows is bing bong that's it so he's bing bong the imp and they bring him with him on the adve- with them on the adventure he's now canon in the game that's Amazing. fucking great that's fucking great. Oh, maybe maybe I shouldn't get the first run of the game then. Maybe I should wait for them. Oh, yeah, to mm. to to publish like the complete edition. I um, I don't know. Like they're still updating Cyberpunk. I don't know if there's going to be yeah. complete editions of games anymore. I see. <laughs> like we we've entered we've entered the the realm of like where my psychosis is really like for physical games is getting delicious i'm i'm gonna pick up the batman arkham trilogy for switch and people are like why would you buy the cartridge for that arkham city and arkham knight aren't on it and i'll be like yeah <laughs> that's right exactly that's right I, I, if i don't I'm connect winning. to the internet i don't have to acknowledge that shitty batman games exist and i can play the good one <laughs> I don't know why it's uh, I don't, um, oh fuck what is that comedian's name it doesn't matter pen and paper do not need to come into it oh uh, uh, Mitch, Hedberg. Oh, Mitch Hedberg Mitch Hedberg Mitch Hedberg. Yeah. I do not yeah. want those Batman games file it under D I am not eating it I am eat, not eating them because I need them because I want a cracker I'm not eating them because they are little edible plates <laughs> Ridley, file it under D for, for donut why are these little question marks everywhere? It seems like you answered your own question. Um, okay, let's thank people. <laughs> let's thank people for doing this. Yes, uh, thank you all to our Patreon backers, patreon.com forward slash continue podcast. Uh, we appreciate your financial support greatly. It uh, helps us pay the bills. It helps us to buy ridiculous things to talk about on the show. Uh, helps pay our producer Bill Seagroves who puts all these episodes together thank you Bill um, 
and uh, it uh, gets you, yes, you listener, access to our Discord where we hang out and play movies. Um, I will be playing a bunch of Chris, vaguely Christmas action movies hmm. uh, on the uh, 10th, I want to say. So the all, details are all in the Discord. But yeah, Di- Die Hard will be there too. Also Cobra. Also Ronan. Uh, it's going to be a good time. Uh, anyway, going to give a special shout out to our Patreon backers here. If you back us at the $10 level and above, uh, not only do you get access to our Discord, but I give you a shout out on the show right now. We've got Toast, Adam Gauntlet, Shirley L., The Fancy Manatee, Stormshot, Matthew Peters, Gluttony One of Seven, Frank Sands, Tyler Nilsson, Shane Nilsson, Yaddle, Ryan Brady, Jacob Christos, Chris Cook, Christian Fisher, Skip Dippity, Canonical, Tom Coveney, and Nick Rugen. Thank, Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you all. What would we do without you guys? That's uh, that's not rhetorical. That's like legitimately. Uh, there are days where I feel like just being able to pop into the Discord saves my goddamn life. Uh, uh, not not even a joke. Not, not a joke. even a joke. Also, um, on a very personal note, uh, I had a very alarming financial scrape recently, and. Uh, the the funds that uh, that y'all contribute and that I have been stashing away uh, got me out of it. So thank you for that. Yeah, my mortgage wow. payment my mortgage payment didn't go through. <gasps> Just oh. didn't process. Oh no! Back in September, yeah, I pay all my bills on the same day, and for whatever reason, the mortgage didn't process. Ha <laughs> ha! So I suddenly had to come up with two mortgage payments in one month, and that ain't easy. Um, so yeah, thank you for those who have supported us for the past eighteen months. You helped me a lot. <laughs> Holy shit, that's amazing. Uh, yeah, you, you people helped me get the good Batman cartridge. Yay, good Batman! <laughs> that's the right Batman. That's the best um, Batman. Thank you so much, everybody. Uh, Susan, where can people follow you when you're not huh. here? When I'm not here, uh, you can find me on the Twitters uh, at Susan Art or over at Blue Sky at Susan Art. Or you can uh, read my newsletter about movies and TV shows, which is called Channel Surfing. And you can find that on Substack. Yeah. Dave, where are you at? Blue Sky at David Robots uh, and Letterboxd at David Robots. Uh, Go watch Thief by Michael Mann. Ooh. It's the first feature film. It's got oh, James Conn in it. James Conn in it. Soundtracks by um, by Tangerine Dream. It rules. I'm in. It's Didn't a heist movie. No I right. do love a heist. I, I like Michael Mann. I like. Are they gonna bring back Tokyo Vice? Is that gonna happen? Did you guys watch Tokyo Vice? I've heard I good things, not. but I oh, it's really it's good. It's a good show. He's uh, making that Ferrari movie now. It's supposed to be out soon. <laughs> Did you guys see the clip of Adam Driver? Have we talked? Oh yeah! About oh him? yeah! Oh yeah! God, maybe him. fuck off. <laughs> I don't know. Fuck off. And then oh, there, uh, when that up. when that went around, uh, there's a uh, there's a clip of John Carpenter, someone asking him at like a comic con or something, like, "Hey, escape from like one of those like this is more of a comment than a question." Like, "Hey, oh, no. escape from New York was really good, but what was the deal with escape from LA?" And John Carpenter's like, "Fuck you, dude!" Like flip, flips the two middle fingers. <laughs> 
I like, love... even if you don't like Escape from LA, that you don't. Yeah, you don't do why that. Why would you be mean yeah. to John Carpenter? Yeah, he just you're taking away from taking him away from his video game time and his yeah. weed smoking time to answer your dumb questions. Respect the man. <laughs> Anyway, that's where that's the end of the episode, everybody. We're still right there. That's the hot high note. We'll see you in two weeks. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs>